Do you have a do you have a thing that gets you into your accent? Something gets me into it. I don't know what it is. There's a trigger. There's definitely a trigger. No, I okay. Oh. Let me rephrase my question. When you're like, I want to do a German accent, do you have like a word or a phrase that you think of in order to start doing the accent? Like when I want to speak in an English accent, I have to go. Harry, Harry Potter. <laughs> Every time. Otherwise, no. I can't do an English accent. No, I don't think so. I think there must be a no or ya yeah to be given somewhere early on. But Interesting. No, uh, See, no, if I'm going to do German, I got to be like, eins, zwei, drei. I don't know what number four. You're listening to Lead Him to Life, where it's our prerogative to explore what it means to be authentically human and fully alive. We have far more questions than answers, but believe that extraordinary answers can be found in the ordinariness of a journey. I'm your host, Emily Leadham. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Lead Him to Life. I am back with who is becoming a regular guest, and I'm just delighted about it. Uh, but this is a topic that I've wanted to um, address for a while. And as I was thinking about, gosh, who would come on and and, and um have a beautiful conversation about this with me. Uh, Chris Bergwald, you came to my mind right away. Thanks, Emily. Welcome back to the podcast. I was prepared for you to be like, I couldn't get her, so I went with Chris instead. Yeah, I couldn't get my first top five choices, so I landed on Bergwald. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Thank you. Um, Introduce yourself for those that maybe haven't heard you on before. Yeah. Tell us who you are. Um, So I usually start with do instead of be. So I'm going to start with be and then go to do. Okay. Are you with me, I Emily? Know. Who I, I am. I am. I <laughs> I'm, I'm a Minnesotan uh, man, husband to Jermaine for 22 years. Jermaine and I have five kids. She's from Ohio. I'm from central Minnesota, but our kids are all Eastern South Dakotans. I for will, life. For life. And uh, what I do, I'm the director of disciplinary formation with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. So been here since 2002 doing, um, no, no, I can't say. I get to do amazing things. I was going to say, I do amazing things in evangelization. That's going to stall wrong. (laughs) Not that I'm the greatest person alive or anything, but. There you go. That's it. Well, well, ask me, ask me a great lead them question. A leading lead them question. What's your favorite cup of coffee right now? (laughs) Cheers. The espresso. Is is that the answer? Uh, No, I've been drinking. Uh, I've been drinking um, a medium roast Costa Rican bean that I get from Jay Anders Cappuccino Cabin. Go tell him I sent 12th you. 12th Street, 10th so Street, 12th yep, Street. To ish. Oh, it turns into right one or the other. I can't remember does, which one it, it is. It does. It uh, 10th Street um, in front of uh, Pizza Ranch, little Cappuccino Cabin, Cabin Shack thing um, with just a little bit of heavy whipping cream. Oh, snap. Thanks to your mom, I know that actually has had fewer calories than half and half. Really? Yes. Gina Hoffman gave me that. Shout out. She would know that. Yeah. She's good about like things like that. Um, Did you know that there's such thing, and then we'll get to the topic. Do you know there's such thing as, is it white coffee beans? Blonde no. coffee beans? Blonde. Yeah, yeah blonde. Blonde coffee yeah, beans? Yeah, for sure. That have more caffeine. caffeine. Uh, yeah, I haven't tried them. I think Starbucks a few years ago had their blonde roast. Huh. Shout out to Brian Stye, who taught me that that was the thing. Brian Stye did. Yeah. Really? Well, he, and he's like not a coffee drinker, but um, he brought me a cup of coffee last week because he failed to show up to our <laughs> coffee meeting two days ahead of time. I was like, you are making up for it in space, my friend. Well done, Brian. But I was like, okay, I would love a white mocha. And he was like, white coffee beans or white chocolate. And I'm like, what the heck is white coffee beans? Never heard of that. 
Okay, so Chris, here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for us? Well, that's, that's a hard segue for Sorry. Lead Them to Life. I know. Okay, so here's the deal. The last two episodes, <clears throat> um, we've talked about kind of the two of the three pillars or two of the three components of a penitential mm. season. So we talked about almsgiving. We talked about prayer. Mm. Um, and and I've had a desire to talk about fasting actually for a long time because of the uh, all the rage with intermittent fasting. Yes. That kind of came up, um, gosh, what was that, like a year ago? Yeah, I think ish. I really started to hear about it. Um, I don't love fasting. But I want to have a conversation about it, and um, and I thought of you because I know that this has really been a big part of your uh, own journey in the mm-hmm. last couple of uh, last couple of months or last six months or whatever. Oh, it's been a half a year of no. <laughs> <laughs> a full half a year. Um, so, okay, first of all, tell us a little bit about kind of your um, your introduction to the idea of fasting like from years and years and years ago and how it has evolved, especially more recently. So are you, because ref- there is a particular thing a couple of years ago. I can't remember if I shared that with you. I don't know if you're alluding to that, which I'm going to talk about, or do you mean just like when I first heard of it? No, it alluded to the thing. I don't know what you're talking okay. about. All right. So I, before I get into this, I, I need to be really clear about something for you and for the listeners. Normally, this won't surprise you at all. Normally, I am like when I find something that really resonates deeply, I'm pretty quick. I ha- this is a fault. I'm pretty quick to say, you need to do this too. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. You're not that way. I'm not going to do that with this time. So I, I got to be very careful here because I do feel that's what I want to say right up front that this is something that I I feel that I've been, well, tr- to be honest, called to. And if, if, if for anybody who's listening to this, if this <clears throat> resonates great, but I, I'm going to, I have to fight hard and be very clear that this is not something, like there are some things that, you know, the nature of who yeah. I am, what I do, I'm going to say, this is for everybody. Um, how I would say that, that uh, as, as Christians, we are invited to call to fast as Catholics, particularly during term, certain times. But what does that look like throughout our life? Um, I want to be, if, does that make sense? Yes. Just as a yes. caveat. So, um, the specific thing that I didn't know if you were alluded to or not about three years ago, the, the Lord invited me in a very gentle way. It was an invitation. The Lord invited me, invited me to fast for certain intentions. And that's a thing that you can do is you, I'm offering a spiritual sacrifice for the sake of somebody else. Um, and, and, and I knew who it was, but I, I don't want to speak to that right now. Um, so I was gently invited by the Lord to fast and I very gently declined. The invitation. <laughs> I love the honesty. I, like, I love the honesty. Boy, the Lord is, yeah, but I, you know, and literally yeah. I mean, this is like, this is not, this is, it was not that long ago and, and there's still some, I'm kind of ashamed to admit it, but it's a real thing too. Yeah. Um, like, you know, Lord, I, I really don't, this is basically, I don't really see the value in that. Like I, for the, the, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do other things yep. for that person. But that's just not really me. Well, no, no. I just didn't think it'd be effective. Effective. Yeah. So what I told, I told God that, you know, I, I've got a better idea. Thank you for asking. Yes. I, I got gonna, a better idea. I've yeah. got a better idea. What? I'll, I'll keep thinking about it. <laughs> no, I know. I think, no, I'll do this instead. 
That's so great. Thanks for the idea. But I'm going to do this instead. Okay. And so this was like three years tenderness. Yep. And then a couple of years later, I was going through uh, in my for my day job, um, going through a, a book on the teaching of the saints and growing in holiness with some people, talking with somebody about this book in particular. And Teresa of Avila talks about what a what a great great sin it is when the Lord asks mm. small things of us and we don't do it. Oh, and I and you knew it right and away. I knew right away. So here's the thing. I had not three, three years conviction. ago, like in Catholic, like if we get like inside baseball, technical term, I did not commit a mortal sin, right? I didn't do something wrong when I declined this gentle invitation. Yeah. But I did. Yeah. I said no to my creator. Uh, and I realized this like two years ago. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, all right, I got to take this serious. So I started slowly doing some things and you know, I'm so I'll, the other thing I'm just, I'm just going to be open and transparent with some things that I've done, not because everybody else should do them. This is just my own What's journey. Right you? Uh, and you know, years ago I gave up coffee on Fridays. Um, yes, I did with together with a good friend. Really? Renee Leach and I, do you still do that? Uh, no, okay. no. The time has passed. That, that time has passed. <laughs> I gave coffee for our house a long time because Catholics are invited to do penance every Friday. Oh, yeah, because you're always a little more tired on Friday. But, uh, I quit doing that. Two years ago, I'm like, all right. the Lord, so, And I tried to bargain with him then, too. I was at my the chapel at my parish. Um, it was a Friday morning. I was, uh, yes, I was in my chapel with a sealed cup of coffee. Um, and I, 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 I was drinking it. And, Chris, I want you to give coffees on Friday again. No, I, I'll do. Th- I'll I do have this. a better no, idea. I, and this time, Chris. Mm-hmm. And I, I, to be clear, I didn't hear these, but you know, yeah, this is in my heart. It, yep. Awareness. Uh, there was a no. I okay. So I, I I went back to no coffee on Fridays. Um, fast forward, probably the summer of spring, summer of um, 2020. Uh, just become really aware of the need to do. Pray, pray and do penance for somebody. Um, and it was through that, that this idea of fasting then started to come in. Now I had heard years ago, I heard about fasting, but Emily, this also won't surprise you at all. Um, fasting. How do you do that? Where's the book? So I'm looking for the book. You're looking for the book. That has for the years answers. I couldn't find the book. Um, that made it, that made it made sense to you. Made it make would sense have to explained you? like, okay, what exactly does like the Christian, real why? Yeah. The Christian fasting. Okay. Um, I was, um, re- going through the books of one of our priests who had passed away recently, came across a book written in the late eighties by, um, a French monk published in English in the early nineties, read it, um, over Lent and it wasn't, inc- Yeah. That, that was for me was, so I'm moving to it. So I'm praying and doing penance for somebody and just become more and more aware of, of the Lord inviting me to fat, to consider the fast for those other intentions. And now for this new intention, um, and over the course of Lent reading this, and then I heard about intermittent fasting. Uh, and so ironically I get to the end of Lent. So, um, it's the end of Lent and the start of the Easter season when I begin to actually fast. So I can unpack what that means for me and so on, but that's, can you tell me what I'm, do you remember what the book was called? No. Um, black and red cover. (laughs) Can you even name like what it was 
that. So it was just that, clarity around what fasting historically has meant, at least in the Catholic hmm. tradition, hmm. which made clear. Cause you know, we, we have the kind of rules um, like on good Friday and whole and Ash Wednesday and good Friday, two meals that add up to like, like, what does that mean? And then we're invited to do it. But what does that look like? Especially for a layman, right? As, yeah. as, as I'm not a monk, I'm not a priest, uh, you know, not religious life. What does this look? How can you do this? What does it mean? And how do you do it? Mm-hmm. And with uh, uh, a, a, a man in his late forties, married, five kids, mm-hmm. um, want to be available to my family and to my work, mm-hmm. you know. So, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had all sorts of, to be honest, misconceptions. So, like what? Well, so long story short, the the, the point of the the book is what this monk did, and he argues this is historically what fasting has looked like: um, one meal a day. Um, but it's a full meal. And this is, this is one of the misperceptions that I had. He wasn't eating gruel. He wasn't eating watered down potatoes and cabbage or, you know, whatever it was. uh, It was like all the, the major food groups, et cetera, even a little bit of wine um, as part of his one meal a day. Hmm. Um, and that, and that for him, what is, is what he, in his prayer and research, what he found is this is traditionally what the fast looked like in the early centuries of Christianity. Hmm. Uh, so, and then he, he is inviting religious communities in particular to, to embrace, this. to embrace this is, this is what as like an everyday fast. way of life. Yep. Except for Sundays for mm-hmm. him, except for Sundays huh. every day. So for me, experimenting with that, um, I so I started by I, breakfast. I love breakfast, but breakfast was already hit and miss for me. So I started pushing back lunch till about three. And then literally, I think it was Holy Week, maybe the week before, maybe Easter week, some, somewhere around, right around there. I said, all right, I'm going to try it. And I went down to um, one meal a day uh, dinner. So I'm eating with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on Sundays, I'll... I'll have a little bit more. Eat more normally. Yep. Yep. What's been the benefit? Uh, so <laughs> there's been an obvious benefit. Uh, yeah, you're like the incredible shrinking. Right. <laughs> so, and th- th- this this became a thing for me. The 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 original impetus. I've tried to lose weight before. Yeah. It's never it's never stuck. This um th- this was sparked by a desire to to give up something for a spiritual purpose mm-hmm. um, to do prayer and penance for some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it weren't for that, the intermittent fasting side, the physical thing wouldn't have worked, but the, the, the most obvious benefit has been significant weight loss. I mean, depending on the day, um, like at the most from where my highest, when I weighed myself to the lowest I've been um, over 60 pounds. Um, but I, I'm kind of, I'm where I want to maintain right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. so, but it was never just about the weight loss, but that was a great side benefit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, 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 I think the more subtle, tangible, and this is, these are some of the things that I learned when I read the, the monk's book. Um, so especially in our culture, which is so materialistic and so consumeristic, the, the importance of gaining control over the most fundamental Desires, passions, but the desires that we have is essential. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I came to see, mm-hmm. uh, and for me, I, I love food, and I love to, and I still, I still want to eat the way I did when I was eighteen, 
2022. Mm. Uh, we can't, I can't anymore, but it was to, to, but just a recognition that I need to, for, if, if I want to grow in my spiritual life, become more mature as a Christian, uh, that I need to, to rein in my desire for mm. food. Mm. What would you say to someone who's listening to that and feeling like, oh my gosh, that seems so um, kind of barbaric or regulatory or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like rigid or, so, or that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So a couple of things. The first, my, the first thing that came, so I'll talk about the rigidity. Um, but this is not because food is bad. Mm-hmm. It's because food is so darn good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm not like, I, well, today, before we're recording this, so norm- normally mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a weekday, so I would typically uh, just have the one meal a day, but we, um, we had a lunch, lunch thing, yeah. birthday lunch, so I had a bread bowl of soup. Mm-hmm. So there's some, and, and this is something I had to be very clear with myself about, and the Lord was clear to me, Chris, don't be, because I, I have a, a rigidity Almost impulse Almost like a scrupulosity yes, sort of I, approach. I have that. Yeah. Be free around this. Like yeah. if you're if you're with other people, don't be obvious. Don't be awkward. Right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's hard for me to do, Emily. Um, so with the rigidity, but the, the, there was that for me. But there was also, like food is really good. So I I enjoyed the the chicken wild rice almondine bread bowl soup that I had today. Uh, Got up Barney Stone. Top notch. It was really good. The little piece of chocolate you gave me before I came down. Normally I wouldn't eat that, but you offered it to me. Actually, you did. Well, yeah, you can. Well, I took a it. bite of it and was like, "This is disgusting." <laughs> <Do you want laughs> this? It was really good. Um, and then on Sundays, a little bit more. So this is this is not saying food is bad, and I'm trying to avoid food. This is saying food is really good, but I my desire for food is a little bit out of control, and I've got to rein it in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like you have found freedom? Because really, the the goal of like self mastery is, is yep. freedom, yep. right? Yep. So we, we work on these things. We're attentive to these things because it actually bears increasing freedom rather than being a slave to yep. the impulse. Yep. If I want to buy whatever I want, when I want, I want to eat whatever I want. I want to do whatever I want, when I want like the, the discipline, the importance of discipline. And we see this in like sports ads and that yep. kind of thing is like discipline is important because it actually allows us to be more of who we desire to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. It actually allows greater freedom. Has that been your experience yet? Do you feel like you have yeah, found Yeah, so I'm not freedom? completely there. Like, especially when like, to be honest, it's like when there's like, there's the snacking thing where there's just like th- food out, mm. like oftentimes like at parties, it's really hard for me to limit myself when you can just graze, Same. right? yeah. But like when it comes to, like, it was unbelievably, like, after a few to be honest, and, and this is many people's experience when you look at the intermittent fasting literature. Um, after just a few weeks, a couple months at most, um, I was out of the habit of eating three times a day and into the habit of eating just once a day. And it wasn't that hard. I was surprised. Like you weren't even that, it's not like you were starving. No, yeah. You and there's the hungry. science, like there's a hormone that's released and it's sort of, it's released based on your habits. Yeah. So once I'd broken the habit of eating a meal around 12 or one, mm-hmm. um, it took a few weeks, maybe a couple months, mm-hmm. but that hormone stopped being released. And so the hung, the desire to eat mm-hmm. went away. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, I mean, do you feel freedom outside of just even like the impulse oh, the other ways. food? Like has that, what so sort that's of other growing. fruit? That's growing. That's been one of the fruits that's been increasing. That's That was a motivation for me. That's one of the things like, so the idea of um, going back to what this monk writes about, um, 
like this is the first for most people, not necessarily everybody, but for most people, this is the first step towards first mastery. He argues to control because this is one of those most fundamental human impulses. Yeah. So if I want to have freedom and mastery in other areas, yeah, most of us, including definitely myself, have to start with this one. So I've I've pretty much mastered this one, and I am starting to see then like the other ways in which I found freedom. Uh, to be honest, right now, I mean, if, if I were in your shoes, I'd say like, for what? Uh, like, like, like what? I can't give an example. I see it in you. Like I see it um, in the ways that you engage mm. even. Yeah. I think the last time you were on, actually, I brought up an example where like something happened at work oh. that I was irritated about, mad about, and I was like, Chris, can you believe this happened? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you just didn't take the bait. Yeah. And and to me, that's that's an example of the place that you have found increasing freedom is like, a, yeah, you just, you, you, um, you wear things more loosely, not because they're not important. Well, my clothes are, yeah. yeah besides your clothes, <laughs> besides your pants, which you need to, you know, bring in a little right. bit, but like, that's, that's, yeah. that's an area that I think I, that I, and I, and I know you pretty dang well. So and I don't know that the average person, you know, would, right. would see that right away, but no, I, I, that's, I def, I think that's definitely the case. I think I was already growing in that, but that's definitely been helped by, so for me, and there was a specific instance that I've shared with many people, I think, including you years ago, had a conversation with a, a coworker and out of that, like in the conversation, I want to call something like impulsive, like not quite rash, but a, a rash tendency in mm -hmm. me that definitely is being, is being abated. Do you think part of that's age? Probably. You know what I mean? Probably. Because I feel like that's probably a bit of like the maturity component as well, but that's all, it's all connected. Because this, that's about maturity reigning in your freedom. desires yeah. and impulses and having yeah. mastery over that, like when you have the emotional reaction, but you okay, know, I'm not going to, so there's definitely a, a, a general increasing sense of um, interior freedom and, and p peace, mm -hmm. to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like I, do I still get frustrated? Yeah. Uh, but not as much as, I mean, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, not as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. Part of that was probably just yeah, age and maturity, but I'm 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 very confident that part of that is also the fruit of self mastery, beginning with my appetite for food. I think I've often um, restricted the idea of fasting to Lent. Yeah, just in my own experience and in my own um, yeah, my own formation, perhaps. Um, and this advent for me has opened up um, some additional like visions of what that can look like or an additional imagination, growing a growing imagination of what that can look like. I think I shared uh, a couple episodes ago that I gave up alcohol during advent. Mm -hmm. and, um, <laughs> and I told somebody the other day, I was walking out of Holy Spirit and it was for the feast day of the Immaculate Conception. And Father Tony was like, Go do something fun for the feast day. I was like, oh, trust me. We talked about this that day. <laughs> did we? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's right, we did. That's right. Um, but I was laughing um, with a friend about it later because I'm like, I think I anticipated that <clears throat> this experience of giving giving up alcohol or if I'm during Lent, I'm giving up chocolate or whatever, um, that it's going to be so fruitful and I just am going to be like bilocating because of like the holy you know virtue that I've experienced through the gift of whatever blah 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 and that has not been my experience go ahead what I think it was just this morning um I totally share that like uh 
you think it's going to be this way. Um, the way our Lord, oh, this is around. So Advent, right? God came as a little helpless baby, right? Not with power. And and we still, for me, at least this is, this is the connection, maybe not quite yeah. what you were thinking, but still this idea that when we do something, it's going to be like big. Yeah. And that's just not how the not, Lord works. No. He's quiet. Yeah. Uh, he's small, yeah. literally, a yeah. little baby. I mean, you're a mom. You've had three of them. I mean, they're little. Right. And, and, and then the reality, that's how he works. It, but even so, even though I've been walking the Christian walk, walking with him for decades now, I still have this thought that it's going to be big. Yes. Fireworks. Yes. Sometimes that yes. happens. Yeah. Every once in a while. But not usually. But by and large, it's in the little way. Yep. Yeah. One hundred percent. And that's and that's why I mean it, it was comical because I really like yeah I had kind of gotten caught up in this because the invitation was so clear like it came in a very powerful moment of prayer for me of mm-hmm. like um, I want you to give up something for for Advent and and I chose alcohol and um, I really I mean it was such a powerful experience of prayer the invitation to yeah. fast you know, yep. from something during Advent that I think I really anticipated. And and maybe I'll come on a, a podcast in three weeks and be like, oh my gosh, this was the most fruitful thing that I've ever right. done. Right now, it's been really like, yep. it's been simple. It's been like kind of unnoticed. It's been like, yeah, other than talking about it in the podcast, like I haven't really experienced great movement or yep. profound anything yep. from from it. I just haven't really experienced anything in connection to it. Um, and yet like the invitation is still there. Right. And so even, even if the fruit is not readily, and I, and I think I have to, I have to trust that, um, saying, saying no in the little things, this is really interesting. Actually, I'm just like putting this together. I got a speaking request, um, uh, from a group to come to their parish this, this spring. And I said, no, Mm-hmm. because not because I don't love doing it, not because I wouldn't love to do it, but I've been so convicted about my yes being a more full yes. Like the things that I say yes to, I want it to really, I want to, I want to be all in. And this recognition of God has me at Catholic family services. He has me, you know, being a mom, being a, being a wife, being a friend. And I'm kind of at my capacity of, of yes. And what I can say yes to. Mm-hmm. And so there's like, Wow, this is like all this. Wow, it has been really fruitful. But this recognition of like practicing a no, practicing that right. no, yep. has allowed me. It gave me the courage to say no to something else that I would have loved to do. Not yep. because it was a bad thing. Yep. Not because it was disordered. Not because it wouldn't be helpful to me to go speak at the parish or whatever. But like, I had to. I have to learn how to say no. I have it, to learn an, how to say no. It's an ordering of our desires. Yeah. Because I'll. All of our desires fundamentally are for good things. The problem comes because we misorder those right. desires. We right. move them up the priority chain when they shouldn't be up the priority. So you're a fantastic presenter, but for right now, what you just described, like that's not the thing. It's so that desire season. to be able to be a, a give an effective, fruitful presentation that would be no doubt would be helpful to people, but that's not what the Lord is asking of you right now. So that desire, that that yeah, that desire has to be ordered, and yeah. it's at a threshold where you had to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, but, I but, just am like uh, that. I hadn't thought about that until this moment. Right. So I got to sit with that for a little while. Amen. 
Well, you sit with it while I talk. Okay. okay. <laughs> so this is just a little bit of freedom, like going back to the basic sense. Yeah. Uh, so um, our our good friends down the HR department here, they always had that that candy dish, mm-hmm. out, right? And a year ago, I would have walked by that and grabbed a, a thing or ten, probably out of it. Not literally, but but now. Yeah. So this is free. So I, um, I talked, uh, this was a few years ago, talking with uh, a friend who's a, a recovering, a recovered alcoholic, and he has complete freedom, right? He can see a bottle of beer or a can of beer. And, he's and totally there's no free, impulse. No impulse. And that's how I am towards yeah. the HR candy dish. You don't crave it anymore. No, no. no. Again, I, as I did today, I'll still have a, a, a sweet. And, and there are still times when, where I probably... Uh, overindulge, but, but my default is I don't need that. Mm-hmm. And so there's freedom for me in that. So I can choose to have it mm-hmm. um, yesterday, Immaculate Conception. So, so we, mm-hmm. I, I did, I chose to have mm-hmm. uh, a brandy eggnog. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so on a Sunday, I'm going to choose to, but I'm choosing it not because there's this out of control desire that just takes over. Can I go back to something you said a bit ago um, earlier on about there's one obvious fruit of it being weight loss and that you had tried um, weight loss in different ways before and really just not had a lot of fruit or not had a lot of um, success, I guess. You you have said to me um, it had to be for something greater or something to that effect. Like I... It, it had to, I had to incorporate the spiritual component yep. or I was not getting yep. anywhere. Yep. Can you say a little bit more about that? Cause I could see where there's a lot of people that are listening that are like, yeah, I want to be healthy. I want to be, um, yeah, I want to, I want to be physically healthy. I want to be strong, you know, all of those things, but are maybe like in Christmas time, we're always aware of this, right? Cause right. we're just like surrounded by cookie platters totally, everywhere. Exactly. Um, but how, I mean, what, what was happening in you that it was like, okay, this was the, the, so the game changer. Yeah. I, you're right. Like the, the importance of, of sim- it had to be partly motivated, made, it motivating, it, right? It, it had, so it should be enough that we are, that, that our bodies are temples of the Holy spirit. And we're just called to be good stewards of this gift of ourselves that we've been given. And so I should be a good steward of my body, which means I should be healthy. That should be enough. Should be. But it wasn't. Uh, should I be healthy so I can uh, play around with my kids or whatever without? <sighs> yeah, that wasn't enough. Uh, that's one piece. The other thing too is this: re- th- what I do now um, is a way of life. And you hear about this all the time, like where a quote unquote diet can't just be a temporary, it will not work if it's a temporary thing. So mm-hmm. people who try all the fad diets or even legitimate diets, but they do it to lose the weight and then they stop and then they regain, and the, then weight. They regain the weight. Um, this was for me, not about, oh, I'm going to do this until I lose weight. This was a response to an invitation from the Lord that as far as I know, like he has not put an end date. On this. Is that so, daunting to you? No, no. It's it's in, for me. It's necessary you feel so and free. free. This is wow. Because I I can and oh, I've said this. Too, this has been a grace. Like this kind of goes back to yeah. my fundamental thing at the beginning. Yeah. Not for, this has been a gift that He's given me that I've I've asked for, even though I didn't want it either. Um, to be able to live this, but the idea of me living this way for the rest of my life right. does not 
overwhelm you, Over, doesn't stress no, you out. No, it free like this you is just how I'm gonna live. Uh, and I think it allows me on those days where oh, I would love to pig out or have something earlier. So I have not had a sausage McMuffin in six months. You know, every now and then I'd, you know, we share a, a an, an affinity for, for uh, Sasha McMuffins. <laughs> I, and I thought about, oh, I should just stop. No, no, because this is my life. No, again, I'm not rigid. There's some yep. freedom there, um, but I haven't need, I've had yeah. brunch. The I've thought comes and then the second thought comes and you have freedom to say no. Yep. Yep. So, so that's, yeah. so um, th the importance of this being a, a matter of a way of life for me was a big thing, but yeah, then it had to be, I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing this for other people who I care about mm -hmm. and just the reality this really does. And I just, the Lord says that there's this beautiful scene. And this was one of the big things a couple of years ago that also came to my mind when I was reconsidering that gentle invitation that I gently declined. Um, some things can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. And just spiritual warfare was part of what happened yeah. two years ago. And just yeah. the recognition, there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on. Going on. And some, and the re, our response, I can pray, but the Lord himself said, there are times when we also need to fast. Yeah. Um, in our final time, can you talk a little bit about joy? Has this brought you joy? Uh, that's a good question. Not because, like, I'm, so I'm definitely, like, pausing here. Um, not because it hasn't. I'm just trying to articulate. I, I don't know. Has it? I, I think my fear with um, fasting sometimes and even conversations around fasting even the invitation to it, the encouragement for other people to do it um, is, and I, and I kind of alluded to this with one of my questions earlier, but that it can, it can come off so rigid. It can come off almost like oppressive okay. sort of thing. Um, but it's, but it's not, I mean, I'm sitting across from you. We just had like, before we started recording the most lively, joyful right. Right. conversation right. of my week. So, so I know because I can see it in you, a profound experience of joy, but that would have been there five years ago before right. this, the before fasting even started. But I, but I think we have to look at these things through the context of joy or through, through, Oh gosh, just kind of that like eternal picture. Right. Otherwise I think it has the tendency to come off scrupulous, rigid, oppressive. If I hadn't told you, and if the weight loss hadn't been there, like, and it had to be there. But like, if, if I had never told you and started here, however I got to this weight loss going forward, like if we had this conversation, if I hadn't told you that I'd been invited to and finally was responding to the invitation to fast, or if it hadn't been obvious because of, of its physical implications, would I have seen more down and dour than no. I was? Five, no. So I don't know that it's obviously more. I mean, I'm just a, by nature, pretty exuberant. You know that. Um it certainly hasn't lessened. I think it's probably deepened the quiet joy. Mm. So that goes back to the freedom and peace mm -hmm. thing. So I think I'm. Pr there's probably a gr in increase if we can distinguish forms of joy by disposition. I'm like the, the outgoing, bubbly, whatever. Uh, I have that by nature a good bit, but the quieter joy, um, a peace. The desire, and again, this was always there too, but a couple nights ago, so the tree is up uh, at our house. 
the reclining chair now is in the corner. Um, and I invited Mercedes, who's in fourth grade, to climb into so uh, climb into my lap. And I had my phone with Christmas music singing, uh, playing quietly, uh, and a glass of brandy eggnog. Uh, so my armor on my daughter, phone sitting here. She and I both listening to music, looking at the tree, and me sipping this drink. Um, could I have done that a year ago? Yeah. Is it different this year? Yeah. It's different this year. It's different this year. Beautiful. Amen. Before we end, Chris, I ask every guest that comes on Lead Him to Life, what's a question that you have been pondering? Mm. Uh, as you know, uh, having been on, the, been on the show before, but I want to know, Mr. Dr. Chris Bergwald, Dr. Mr. But either way. Chris Bergwald, STD. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> what does this stand for? Sacred Theology Doctorate. Sacred Duh. Theology Doctorate. Duh. So classic. <laughs> What's the question you've been pondering? Uh, it's it's it, We don't have time for me to get, it's definitely connected to this whole conversation. Uh, John the Baptist had a huge, huge role in my finally responding to the Lord's invitation to fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but my the question is, who is John the Baptist for me? To you or for you? Both. Who John is the, the voice? Like who is the voice crying out in the desert? No, no, sorry. For you, I, John the Baptist, the the man, the man who is alive in the Lord. Yeah. Wants me for something, and you don't know yet. I have I uh, not. I don't know if there's a specific thing, but uh, John was an ascetic. John was an evangelist, uh, and there's a liturgical dimension to him too. And I'm trying to figure out how those three things embodied in this man that that means something for me. So, who is John the Baptist? Who is the intersection of asceticism, evangelism? Um, and liturgy and contemplation. Uh, he is that, but he's also real. He's not just an idea. He's a man. Uh, and he, uh, there's something, the Lord has something for me and John. I'm trying to figure out what that is. Mm, what a beautiful question to ponder. Amen. Next time you come on, you can tell us the answer. Hopefully. <laughs> hope you find it. <laughs> oh man, friends, I hope that you learned something. I hope that this inspired you in your own journey uh, to continue to grow uh, more deeply in relationship with God in deeper self-mastery knowledge of yourself uh, oriented towards freedom as the end goal. So please share this episode with a friend. We'll see you next week. So, but no, uh, uh, October Have you seen a winter soldier? I Is love that what it's Winter Soldier. I think that I, was I've really re-watched good. I rewatched the elevator fight scene probably dozens of times at this point. Really? Oh my gosh! You're kind of obsessive just, about things. No, but no, 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 no. Listen, Chris. So the way that he, I have goosebumps right now. Oh my gosh! Okay, let's go. Let's so go. let's go. The the. <laughs> we haven't started yet. It's fine. It's fine. Liar! Liar! <laughs> You liar!